Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number three of Review of Honor. I am Wrestling Man, and today going to be reviewing A Night of Appreciation, the event that took place on April 27, 2002. And this is a big event for a number of reasons as we go along through this review of the show. Um, and of course, this is an appreciation show for Eddie Guerrero. This would be Eddie's last show in Ring of Honor. So, without any further delay, let's get right into a night of appreciation. So we start off with H.C. Loke waiting for his partner, whoever it is on the phone, and we find out it's Tony DeVito former ECW wrestler. So they meet up, and they're ready to cause havoc, and they pick on a couple of uh, young men who are setting up the gym for tonight's show. So after we get our video intro, we see Buffy and Mace, the Christopher Street connection, and they go outside the building to hype the crowd up for tonight's show because the previous two events had been done by the Hit Squad. And at one point, they say, the Hit Squad may be the hardest hitting team, but we're the hardest kissing team. And they start making out in front of the uh, people waiting outside when Mafia and Monster Mac come out, chase them away, and the, the Hit Squad finish hyping up the crowd. To the back... We see Quiet Storm, Chris Devine, and Brian XL stretching out. And Quiet Storm wants to try a new move on Brian XL. Brian XL is like, nah, you ain't gonna do that. You ain't gonna do that. I don't want to do that. So Quiet Storm is like, okay, okay, I'll be back, I'll be back. And Chris Devine asks Brian XL, what's his problem? And he's going, oh man, you know that whole submission stuff? That's a bunch of crap. Man, Quiet, quiet Storm's a biatch! 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 Meanwhile, Quiet Storm goes looking, and he finds American Dragon in the locker room, and he asks him if he can teach him a new submission hold, and to do it on a friend. Hmm. Gonna be very interesting. Meanwhile, Brian XL is continuing calling Quiet Storm a biatch, and then Chris Devine leaves, and he's like, Ah, you're a biatch too! Biatch! And then we see uh, Quiet Storm and American Dragon. They're walking back to where they were. And Quiet Storm's like, that's my friend. That's who I want you to try it on. And then or, uh, American Dragon locks in the submission move on Brian XL unexpectedly, which was a funny moment. And, you know, it, it was a good comedy moment there. So then we go to another meeting of the talent with a member of the Pennsylvania State Athletic Commission, Frank Talent. Um... You know, they talk about how to get ready. Spanky is got has his headphones on and uh, brushing his teeth, being very disrespectful, gets Frank Talent upset. Meanwhile, the Hit Squad and Boogaloo, for some reason he's there, but doesn't have a match, are talking. Homicide is over in Japan. And then all of a sudden, Tony DeVito comes into their locker room. Booga booga boogaloo. I heard what you did to H to Loke. 
well, you better be ready because what we're going to do to you is going to be worse. And the hit squad and uh, Boogaloo are confused about what he said. So now we go into our first match of the show. And this is scheduled to be the hit squad against the Christopher Street Connection. Now, a little bit of a change here. This is sort of a, a key point here. We do have a new commentator. Steve Carino is still there, but joining him is Big 80's Donnie B. Now, I'm sure a lot of you don't know who Donnie B is. Well, he is the brother of former ECW superstar Nova, or for those of you that never saw ECW, he's the brother of former WWE superstar Simon Dean. And if you don't know either one of those two promotions or never watch them, then this, this is about as far as I could go or, uh, explaining. So the Hit Squad call out the Christopher Street Connection. They come out, and the Hit Squad chases the Christopher Street Connection around the ring for about a minute, when all of a sudden, Allison Danger ho hops up on the apron, making her return after being powerbombed through the table at the first show. And she says that this is now a triple threat tag team match, and here comes the third team, which is Prince, Nana, Simply Luscious, and Elax. Yeah, I know. Elax. Repeat. So during this match, um, they tell us of two new rules that Ring of Honor has implied. The first one is the tag ropes are back in Ring of Honor. So you have to be tagged in while holding the rope. The second one, there are no countouts. Just wanted to get that across. So they're beating up the hit squad for a while. Um, Mace hits the Bronco Buster on Mafia, and it looks very disturbing the way he does it. Um, but the hit squad managed to make a comeback, destroy the Christopher Street connection, beat up Prince Nana, Simply Luscious just gets out of there. They grab Elax, pin him, one, two, three, the hit squad, get another win. After another video package for this upcoming match, we see Jay and Mark Briscoe. Mark is still on Jay's case, saying, you've lost two in a row, you can't lose another one, and Jay's very upset. So to this match, Jay Briscoe and the debuting Tony Mama Luke. Um, this was an okay match for me. Um, obviously, there are a lot of, you know... Uh, arm bars in there from Mama Luke and, um, you know, different moves from Jay Briscoe. It really wasn't the best match. I mean, Jay Briscoe, you know, he's had two good matches. The one with Amazing Red at the first show, and then at the last show with Spanky. And then here, eh, it's sort of okay. It's not really the best match. But Jay Briscoe hits the Jay Driller on Tony Mama Luke, gets the three count. Jay Briscoe finally wins his first match in Ring of Honor. And yet, Marcus somehow still got this look of disappointment on his face. Makes no sense. So we go to the back where Mama, Mama and Papa Briscoe are there to congratulate Jay. Mark's still getting on Jay. And... That's still an issue. Meanwhile, James Maritato comes and talks to Tony Mama Luke, 
tells him to drop the comedy act. This is the Ring of Honor. And Mama looks upset at him and saying, you're the comedy act, and flips him off. Then we have a promo from Joey Matthews and Christian York, um, you know, saying how last month C.W. Anderson tried to make a tag team, didn't get the job done. This time they're facing a legit tag team, and they'll be ready in full effect. So the next match is Divine Storm, Chris Divine and Quiet Storm, with Brian XL against Joey Matthews and Christian York. And here is a good example of the usage of the tag ropes. Like I mentioned a couple moments ago, the tag ropes are now in the play in Ring of Honor. Um, this is a good match. Um, you know, you, you, you don't expect it to be, you know, because, you know, uh, the, bleh, excuse me, Divine and Storm, they've been together for about a year or two, I think, at this point. Matthews and York, they've been together for about seven or eight years at this point in time. Um, but this is a good match. At one point, Brian XL gets involved in the match behind the referee's back doing a dive. And this has Divine Storm upset. They kick him out because... Remember, if somebody interferes on your behalf, you are automatically disqualified. So Brian XL is kicked out by his own team. A good back-and-forth match with a very good ending. Uh, Quiet Storm locks in. It's a mix of an ankle lock and sort of a Indian death lock on Joey Matthews. Matthews has nowhere to go. He taps out. Divine Storm with a big win over Joey Matthews and Christian York. Simply Luscious is in the back, and she's not too happy, so she goes to Rob Feinstein and says, I'm not happy with the embassy. I want to do something else. You better find me something else to do. Rob's like, all right, I'll find something for you to do. So then we get a video package for our next match, which is a three-way dance. But before we get to that, we get... Uh, promos from two of the competitors in the match. First, James Maritato talks, saying how he is, or he has been in so many three-way dances, and that tonight he is going to win. Meanwhile, Scoot Andrews, oh boy, this is such a funny promo, because he talks about how, you know, James Maritato, the king of the three-ways. But tonight, the Black Nature Boy, there's gonna, we're gonna dance. Scoot Andrews, James Maritano, Xavier, we're gonna dance three ways, and each way is gonna end the same with the Black Nature Boy hitting the force of nature and getting the one, two, three. Oh, Scoot, where are you now? So anyway, the triple threat or the three-way dance: James Maritano, Xavier, and Scoot Andrews. Uh... A little bit disappointed in this match, considering how the first two matches, you know, had gone. Xavier uh, beating Scoot Andrews in a good match, and in the previous month, Xavier beating James Maritato in another good match. Um, but they do keep the three-way, you know, idea out there. Um, and, you know, I, at one point, Scoot Andrews does hit the force of nature on Xavier, only for Maritato to 
you know, break that up, and Amaritado hits or locks in the Fujiwara armbar on Xavier, and Xavier taps out uh, quickly. So Xavier loses his first match in Ring of Honor. James Amaritado gets his win back. Scoot Andrews does not. And then we get to this match, and this is a very important match in the history of Ring of Honor, or in its early years, because we have Loki versus the debuting AJ Styles. Now, AJ Styles cuts a promo before the match saying, it's the North versus the South. This is a match that the fans have dreamed of for a long time. They're going to get it at Ring of Honor. And the only thing that they could be is prepared. So this is a really good match between the two. And AJ Styles, he's not yet the phenomenal AJ Styles. He's just AJ Styles at this point in time. Uh, puts on a really good showing in his debut against Loki. Very good match. You know, you get a lot of kicks from both men. Uh, a lot of high flying. And then I got to sneak this one in. I, I just have to sneak this one in. Um, at one point, Donnie B mentions how low key, the name low key, means Beelzebub, the devil, all that. And he mentions that AJ Styles is a reborn Christian. And Donnie is like, What do you think the promoter and the booker were thinking when they booked this match? And Steve Carino comes with this great lineup. All I know is, is that the promoter and the booker are both Jewish. Yep. But no, anyway, this is a very good match. Each man tries to go for their finishing move, but neither one can hit it. And it ends with Loki getting a small package in on AJ Styles. The referee does a bit of a quick count, but Loki does get the win. And AJ Styles in his debut match in Ring of Honor loses, but puts in a very good performance in this match. I enjoyed it. Um, and we will see down the line the continuing of AJ Styles becoming a big-time player in Ring of Honor. And believe me, he does become a big-time player. Christopher Daniels cuts a promo, and he says how, for once, Ring of Honor got something right. For once, Ring of Honor brought in a a wrestler of his caliber, his talent, to face him in Donovan Morgan. Both Super 8 winners, both from the West Coast, and that tonight, the Fallen Angels going to win. So now we go to our next match. It's a tag team match, and it's the debuting Dunn and Marcos. Yes, Dunn and Marcos make their Ring of Honor debut against the Carnage crew, H.C. Loke and DeVito making their in-ring debut. Now, they point out in the beginning, the hubcaps belonged to Boogaloo. So they stole Boogaloo's hubcaps. Oh, boy. And you know what happens at the rest of this show with Boogaloo and the hubcaps? Nothing. Not a thing happens. But anyway, this is um, pretty much a jobber match. Uh... The Carnage crew just destroy Dunn and Marcos. They get the three count and the victory. Donovan Morgan cuts a promo saying how he's ready for his match with Christopher Daniels. So now we go to that match, Donovan Morgan and Christopher Daniels. 
this is, you know, it's a different style match. And, and I wanted to compare um, this match, Donovan Morgan and Christopher Daniels, to AJ Styles and to low key. Obviously, both men in each match, somewhat the same style wrestler. When you look at low key versus AJ Styles, two high flying wrestlers, small guys, but they are lethal. Donovan Morgan and Christopher Daniels, they're two wrestlers, very good technical wrestlers, both. You know, uh, traveled internationally. They've been all over the world. Donovan Morgan, notably for uh, Pro Wrestling Noah, Christopher Daniels, Michinoku Pro, and New Japan as Curry Man. But no, this is a good match. Um, I, I, I would say Loki and AJ Styles is the better match of the two, but this is a good match. Um, a lot of work on body parts. Uh, Daniels works on the neck of Morgan. Um, Morgan works on the arm of Daniels. It's a good back-and-forth match. And then at the end, Morgan hits a swinging uh, fisherman suplex. It, it's sort of weird, you know, to say it, but I'll describe it as best as I can. Basically, Morgan has Daniels in the fisherman suplex position, but instead of going backwards, he does a swing and pins him one, two, three in the ring. And Donovan Morgan gets a win over Christopher Daniels in Ring of Honor. Now, Daniels grabs the mic and, you know, says, you know, about the last two times how they were, you know, the matches were a joke. It was all against Christopher Daniels. But he will admit when a man has beaten him and Donovan Morgan beat him and he was willing to shake hands. So Morgan comes back in the ring and just about as they're going to do it. Daniels is like, oh, but you know what? You know what? I'm so against, you know, the hypocrisy here in Ring of Honor. You know, you can't really trust anybody. And, and basically he goes into this speech with Morgan of, you know, you can't trust Loki, you can't trust American Dragon, you can't trust AJ Styles, but you can trust me. You watch my back, I'll watch your back. Um, and Morgan and Daniels agree. Very interesting. Could be the beginning of something. Now we get ready for the next match, which is the Heartbreak Gauntlet Series. Now basically what this is, is it's going to be five men, and it's basically a gauntlet match. Two will start, the one that wins goes on at the next match, you know, and it continues until there's a winner. Now we get a good promo here with the five men involved. Spanky, Paul London, American Dragon... Michael Shane and John Hope. Yes, John Hope, that that big name in wrestling, John Hope. So they talk about different stuff, and Spanky thinks he's gonna win. You know, he's just showing his arrogant side. And one of the men asks, "Well, who's gonna determine the order?" Well, Rudy Boy Gonzalez says, "I'll determine the order." Most of them are shocked, but. Spanky is in approval of it. He he likes that Rudy Boy is going to determine the order of the match. So now we go to the first match of the Gauntlet series. Paul London and John Hope. Now in the promo previously uh, mentioned, John Hope says, Hey, you never know. I'm the, lo I'm the long shot. I'm the underdog. I'm the dark horse. I could win this. Uh, not when your match gets clipped. Paul London does win. 
he advances. He will face now Michael Shane. Now, during this, Simply Luscious joins the commentary team, and Steve Carino, in all due respect here, but Steve Carino starts becoming a pervert. So we do see the next match, Paul London and Michael Shane. This is a good match. I really enjoyed it. A lot of good wrestling. But here I noticed the story was a good story of this is London's second match. Shane, this is his first match. He's fresh. He's ready to go. Um, London tries a shooting star press. Misses. Shane climbs up to the top rope. Hits a picture-perfect elbow drop. Scores the three. Paul London eliminated from the match. Then Spanky comes out as he is the next competitor into this gauntlet match. And, you know, we all know the history of Spanky and Michael Shane going back from the first show. So, you know, they have their match. During the middle of it, Simply Luscious gets offended by Steve Carino's comments, and Simply Luscious decides to just leave the commentary booth. But you know what, folks? I got a, I got a weird feeling that that is not the end of that story. But anyway, during the match, Michael Shane is busted open, and he is busted open above the above the eyes, right on the forehead. And Spanky just takes advantage of it. But Michael Shane does manage to fight back, and then as he's going for the picture perfect elbow drop. He's starting to get woozy, starting to get dizzy, falls off the top rope. Spanky hits sliced bread number two, gets the three count. Michael Shane is eliminated from the match. And now the last competitor in the match, American Dragon. So it is down to Spanky and the American Dragon. Um, This one, you know, this could have been a little bit better, I thought, but... You know, we got to remember, these guys are young, they're in their early 20s, so we can't really hold too much against them. But for what it was, this was an okay match, but it just wasn't the best. Um, a lot of different, you know, styles here, different locks, different holds, different, you know, flying moves. But Spanky does end up hitting sliced bread number two on American Dragon scores the three, Spanky wins the gauntlet. He wins the Heartbreak Gauntlet series. Now, after that, as Spanky's about to talk on the mic, Donnie B and Steve Carino, they cut in, and they're like, we just got important news that on the next show, it's going to be the start of a tournament to crown the first ever Ring of Honor champion. And they're, you know, getting excited. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do my impression of that. I'm just gonna tell you what they said. They're gonna have four mini tournaments on the next show. The four men that win their respective brackets will advance to the July show, the finals, where it will be a four-way, one-hour Iron Man match to crown the first ever Ring of Honor champion. Now, as we get into that, um, Spanky, you know, he's talking about himself, and then he mentions the Ring of Honor title, and he says, 
I'm throwing my spanky name into the hat. And then at the end, as he gives the microphone to American Dragon, Spanky calls himself the new, sh or he actually calls himself the showstopper. And they're like, Spanky just called himself the new showstopper. You know, going a little bit crazy. America Dragon then says, I'm going to enter the Ring of Honor tournament, title tournament. Then here comes Christopher Daniels. Now, if you remember in episode two, he said that he would not challenge, he would not fight low-key in the ring until the Ring of Honor title is on the line. So Christopher Daniels talks saying he's going to be in the tournament. Then here comes Scoot Andrews. Okay, Scoot has not won a match yet. But, because of his reputation, winning championships in every promotion, he wants in the tournament. Meanwhile, he and Daniels, they start having a war, a war of words. And, you know, and then at one point, Scoot Andrews calls Christopher Daniels a pedophile. Yes, he did. He calls him a pedophile. And he challenges Daniels to a match in the first round of the tournament. Then, here comes Jay Briscoe. Jay Briscoe comes out, and he puts his name into the hat for the tournament. And then, here comes Xavier. Xavier comes out, and he enters himself into the tournament. And then, here comes Prince Nana. Nana comes out, and then he starts cutting a promo saying how he is entering in the tournament. And while he's talking, this is a very funny moment here. The camera goes to Daniels, and Daniels is like, do you understand what he's saying? I don't understand a thing he's saying. And then, you know, they show him back, and Daniels is like, oh, I don't understand. And they're showing American Dragon. Nana's still talking. And then Loki comes out. Now, Loki comes out. Uh, he and Nana have some words. Loki knocks Prince Nana out onto the floor. Then Loki says that he is going to enter the tournament, but talks about each individual talks to jay briscoe says how you know you have a lot of potential the future is bright for you jay briscoe is 18 years old at this time scoot andrews everywhere he's gone he's won championships he's a talent xavier he's you know claims to be the all-around best a very good athlete then he gets to spanky and Spanky is waiting to hear the words from Loki. And Loki just breaks up and laughs, which was sort of a funny moment. And then he goes to American Dragon. And he talks about how they were in, you know, a fight on the last show, one of the most memorable matches of his career, and how, um, you know, they took each other to the limit. And... He, you know, calls him a friend, and he says, thank you, and they shake hands. Christopher Daniels starts yelling at Low-Key. Low-Key gets mad. They have some words, and that's basically it. So, we already know from this one segment, Spanky, American Dragon, Christopher Daniels, Scoot Andrews, Jay Briscoe, Xavier, Prince Nana, and Low-Key are all in the tournament. We'll get into that in a minute because it is now time for the featured match, the main event of the show, 
Jose and Joel Maximo, the SAT, against Amazing Red and his partner, Intercontinental Champion Eddie Guerrero. I'm sure you're wondering, why am I mentioning Intercontinental Champion Eddie Guerrero? Well, Eddie Guerrero recently won the Intercontinental title, and since, you know, he had this one appearance left, he was allowed to bring the title with him, and he wore it to the match. So during this match, they announce uh, Donnie B and Steve Carino. Five more men that enter this tournament from England. Jody Fleisch, Johnny Storm, and Doug Williams. Also, Jerry Lynn and AJ Styles also will be, a, will be in the tournament. So you're now up to 13 wrestlers in this tournament. And then they also talk about the, you know, how it's all going to go to July with the with the Iron Man title tournament. And then in August, they are going to go to Boston for the first Ring of Honor show in Boston. But to this tag match, um, it's a good match. It was a little bit different than I expected it to be. Um, I thought, considering this is the Maximos, this is Red, and this is Eddie Guerrero that we were going to get a bunch of high-flying, but we actually don't. It's a lot more wrestling, which, to be honest, I appreciate. I thought that was very good. You know, change the style, make it a little bit different from what everybody expects it to be. So, in the end, Eddie Guerrero attempts for the frog splash, but gets blocked by the Maximos. Uh, the Maximos try the Spanish fly, but Red, you know, uh, stops that. Red hits a dive onto Joel Maximo, and then Eddie grabs Jose in the in a splash mountain position. And it could have gone either way. He could have gone for the gory special, but instead he decided to go with a power bomb, sit out power bomb. One, two, three. Eddie and Red win the tag team match. Then, as all four men are recovering, here comes Brian XL. And he's jealous, he's upset, because he's not getting the attention that he feels he deserves. And Eddie Guerrero says, I'll challenge you to a fight right now. He does. Eddie Guerrero, well, Brian XL does get a couple punches in, but Eddie hits the Brain Buster, and then the Frog Splash pins Brian XL in an unofficial match. And then um, Eddie cuts a promo talking about how um, he has two families, the one back home, and the one in wrestling, and how when he gets into the ring, you know, wrestling makes him happy. And, you know, the, the SAT and Red, they all go over, they hug, they congratulate him. And that's it for the in-ring action. However, we're not done yet. Because we see low-key an American Dragon coming out, or coming down the steps, and they're talking about how it was cool that everybody came out to show their appreciation for Eddie Guerrero. And then we see Spanky. Spanky is in the locker room, has his headsets or headphones on, and he's eating a slice of pizza. And he's talking to the pizza. And he's saying, Oh, pizza, you're my only friend. And, you know, Loki and America Dragon, you know, they, they're trying to talk to him. Loki takes off the headphones, throws them, and asks, why weren't you, 
you know, up there to show your appreciation for Eddie Guerrero. So Spanky says, the people did not come to pay see Eddie Guerrero. The people paid to see me wrestle. And then here comes Christopher Daniels and Donovan Morgan. And Christopher Daniels says, are you two girls done, you know, celebrating, thinking about Eddie Guerrero, which launches into a quick brawl, low-key on Daniels, American Dragon on Donovan Morgan. People have to break it up. Daniels, Morgan, and Spanky all run away, head up the steps. And Spanky is upset about this, and Spanky asks Daniels, what are you trying to do? You trying to get me heat with low-key? And, you know, and he says, nuts to you guys and he leaves he gets upset and daniels is like do you see why you can't trust anybody in ring of honor diamond morgan's like yeah i i see and he's like if i had hair this place would make me lose it and then he's upset and he leaves and that is a night of appreciation um now i will say now before i get into my thoughts i do want to talk about uh the people that did make their debut what would happen to them after this event? Uh, Tony Mamaluke would compete on and off for Ring of Honor for about a three-year three period before going to ECW, the WWE version, would wrestle there a little while. Um, and I do believe he still wrestles today. I, I believe he is still wrestling um, you know, all around the country. AJ Styles... I think everybody knows what AJ Styles has done, but I'll just do it anyway. Uh, one of the original stars of TNA, a big factor in TNA for pretty much 10, 11 years. And as of this recording, uh, May 17, 2014, is the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Um, for the Carnage crew, they would be a big part of Ring of Honor for the tag team division for a three-year period. Dunn and Marcos would be also as well, um, you know, even though they are a comedy gimmick, they are a part of the tag team division for Ring of Honor. And for Donovan Morgan, he would remain an international star over in Pro Wrestling Noah and would be with Ring of Honor for the rest of 2002. So my overall thoughts on this show. Um, while it's not up there with... Um, the Era of Honor Begins and the Round Robin Challenge. This is still a good show. There are some good matches on here. Um, Divine Storm against Matthews and York. Um, AJ and Loki. Um, I really like Morgan and Daniels. The Gauntlet series was good. And the tag match was good. Um, I, I like the addition of Donnie B on commentary, although I think Eric Gargiulo would have been a better fit, should have probably stayed. I don't know why he was only on two shows and that's it. I would have preferred him on there. No disrespect to Donnie B. Um, so with that, the best match the best match on the show is Loki and AJ Styles, in my opinion. Very good match. First time they wrestled, and it ends up being a very, very good match. My least favorite Least favorite, I'm going to go with Carnage Crew against Dunn and Marcos only because it was a jobber match. It really wasn't that much of a match, but that's how I feel about it. Um, 
So that's going to do it for this episode of Review of Honor. If you have any questions or comments, send me an email, wrestlingman at sunsetflipshow.com. So the next time Review of Honor is up on the air, it is Road to the Title. We do get our four tournaments, our four mini-tournaments, I guess we can say. Um... And as of this recording, we already know 13 men of the 16 that are going to be a part of it. Who will be the other three that join this group? You'll have to tune in to find out as the Review of Honor does roll on. Hope you guys enjoyed um, this episode of Review of Honor. And... Um, don't forget to check out sunsetflipshow.com for the best reviews in television and wrestling. And hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. This is Wrestling Man. I will talk to you all later. So long, everybody. <laughs>